All right, here we go. We are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Self-Achievement Network. My name is Dominic, and I am here today with our next person behind the passion. And this woman is Trish Perillo in good. <laughs> Inguajado. It looks very Inguijado. Inguijado. Is it Italian or what? It is. It is Italian. Yes. Yes. So an it Italian is. married an Italian. An Italian married an Italian. Yes. That's and I put, and I took the name crazy enough, but I did take it. Um, but it's anyway. It's, Thank you so much for accepting my nomination for person behind the passion. Um, for those of you who don't know what the Self-Achievement Network is, basically we're, we're a Facebook group. We have a bunch of subgroups around there where people can participate and do interviews and talk about what they do and what they love and talk about their passion. And that is how I got here with Trish. Trish and I met back in 2014. I was working uh, on, a, on a, a project with the BMW and uh, I was doing some training for her father's company and her family's company. And all of a sudden Trish is like in the meeting. I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, we hit it off right away. I think we met in the elevator. Did we? But, yeah, we did. And you said something and, and then I'll, I walked off the elevator and you were the moderator of the program, so. Yeah, the, the luxury yeah. program. So yeah. anyway, so we are here today to talk about Trisha's passion. She's been involved in lots of things over the years. And you're living now in California in Men Menlo Park, right? Menlo Park, Silicon Valley, a couple of minutes away from Stanford. Yes, okay. I've been here. I've been here since 1992, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you're in the rolling hills of uh, San Francisco area. -ish. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's correct. Beautiful. Yes, it is. And you're originally from Chicago. I am. So originally from Northbrook. And then after I, I, I went to college, my, my folks moved to Chicago. They wanted to be closer to the business. So mm -hmm. they've, they've been in the city for a while. But yeah, I grew up in the suburbs. Northbrook. Yeah. yeah I'm familiar. Peace, yeah. People that are watching that are probably all over the world, thankfully. And thank you all for watching. They probably don't know what Northbrook is. We say Chicago. Yes, we do. Chicago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a Hoosier. I'm an Indiana boy. Grew up 30 miles south of the city. I call it the deep south side. Now I'm on the deep west side on St. Charles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very close. So anyway, guys, I, I just want to say um, I selected Trish to be uh, the person behind the passion because I mean, after we met, and I, I've been watching, you know, back and forth on Facebook for, for quite a long time. She's got these two incredible daughters. And one's in college right now, one's in high school, um, all challenged with, you know, all the insanity that's going on with the virus and all that stuff. And so then when I approached Trish about um, what her passion was, she said to me, her passion is all about her daughters. And so I'm going to put this up on the bottom here. So she her thing is all about raising a couple of like, I don't know what the, the perfect word is, but amazing is all I can think of. <laughs> amazing to give them the opportunity and the right 
tools, whatever you want to call it, the right upbringing to allow them to have a life that is just absolutely incredible. And to me, that is an honorable thing to do. So thank you for, for doing that. I'm sure it's like, whoa. Well, it's something that, I mean, I didn't even think about it. You just asked me what is my love? What is my passion? And I have so many things that I'm interested in. I love my job. I love, you know, so many things that I do, helping the community and giving back and doing so many great things. But if you ask me where my main focus is and where my heart and my soul is, it's being a mother and raising two kids. And so it's like, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to give that 150%. And, you know, one's 18 and off to college, another one's 14 and in high school, but I still feel like my job is not done. And I've got a lot to do. Um, but it's, it's, it is beyond a full time job. There's just absolutely no question about that. And I just feel like it's, it's really, really tough in this day and age. So, um, so I have to focus on it and that, you know, I love them so much that it's, it's just, it was natural to say that's my passion, my, my mm -hmm. family, my kids. And it's not an easy job. It is not an easy job. It is tough. Very tough. <laughs> I, I've got four and, you know, <laughs> I know that's why I'm gray and, you know, my hair's falling out and all that stuff. <laughs> I always tell people I gave my parents premature gray. Definitely. <laughs> They were like, why are the police at the front door again? Mom, <laughs> Mom it wasn't me. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> oh, so growing up in Northbrook and then yeah. moving downtown. So why don't you kind of start at the beginning? Once upon a time, sure. you know, you were born. And then what happened? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, if, if any, you know, people are from Chicago, my, my, Father started a car dealership in 1975, almost 45 years ago. Um, came from very humble beginnings, both my mother and my father, and just worked, just hardworking people, decent people. And um, eventually became number one Cadillac salesman in the world. And uh, and so his, his passion has always been cars. And so mm -hmm. um, he had an opportunity to open up a Pontiac dealership and two previous owners had failed at that location. It was, uh, at that time, it was a terrible area and now it's Lincoln Park, but at that time in 75, it was not a great area, but he took a, he took the risk and he opened up as a car dealership and it was definitely tough times. Um, he struggled. There were a lot of bumpy roads and he persevered anyway. So then, um, he did fine. And then he was awarded a BMW franchise in 1981 and built that up. Um, and 2009, he had an opportunity to buy into luxury brands. And, um, and so today he has, you know, six new brands and, uh, they're all very high end and he likes that. And, you know, so I, I, Grew up in the business, basically. But when I went to college, um, I made a conscious decision not to get into the family business uh, because I didn't love them, but just for the mere fact that I wanted to do my own thing, mm -hmm. and, you know, name for myself. And so I had a friend that moved to the San Francisco Bay Area. So after I graduated, I moved and um, got a job. And so um, basically, I started working 
first I sold copy machines and I did that for a couple of years. And uh, it's funny. I wouldn't yeah. think of that ever. That's right. great. It was a recession proof business. And we, it was in 19, you know, it was 1992. And it was like, what do I do? I, I, I've got to figure something out. So yeah, that's, I did that. And, and I actually became number one salesperson in the nation for, really? for as a rookie for the company. And it was a great training ground. I loved it. And then I decided, well, if I could do, if I could sell copy machines, I could probably sell other things. And then I got into the commercial real estate business. So I did that for 13 years and I loved it. Um, it was great. Uh, and I actually worked a little bit with after my first child. And then once my second child came along, it was like, I, I can't do this. I, mean, <laughs> awesome. I, I, I just couldn't do it. So I was fortunate. More, my husband said, if you need to take a break, you know, to focus on being a mother, I could, you know, cover our expenses. We're all good. And so I did. I took a break. And um, I just basically gotten really involved. I mean, I, I did because I felt like, okay, I'm going to be at the school helping out and I'm going to get involved in the community and just make sure I know all their friends and hopefully they won't get in trouble. And so that's, that's really what I did. I kept them. Both uh, kids were really involved with sports. Uh, my older one is a, um, is a golfer. And so she picked it up later in life and she, but that, you know, that was kind of something that my husband loved to do. I didn't play. I was a tennis player growing up, but, and she picked it up. She loved it. And, um, and it, I'll tell you what, it, it is one of the best games. If you want your kids off their phone and dealing with other people and connecting and just being out in nature. And I mean, it's a true love of her life. She absolutely mm -hmm. loves it. Well, she is gonna, she's playing in college, which is great. And then my little one, has always been in sports too. And, uh, but she's kind of, she doesn't have one specific sport. She's, she's done volleyball. She's been involved with crew. Um, she loves to run. So she's done many different things and she hasn't figured out one and that's fine. I just think as long as you're active and you're having fun, you're meeting people, it's good. And it keeps you out of trouble. And that's part mm -hmm. of it. I mean, and, and it doesn't have to be sports. I think as long as you're into whether, whether it's, you know, dance or acting or whatever it is, just, just keep them involved with things so they're not getting in trouble. Really, mm -hmm. that, that was my goal for them, and um, and so that it, that's been great. But um, I guess in 2013 was it 2013? Yes, I decided my kids were older and I was getting a little bit bored. I was volunteering at their schools all the time, and I'm like, well, what can I do? I don't want to get into a full time job where I can't focus on my kids, but I do want to work. And so mm -hmm. at that time, um, my parents did not have a marketing uh, branch of the company. And I started kind of digging into their website and their digital strategy. And I asked them if I could help them. And they said, absolutely. And so I jumped in. And so, yeah, that's what I've been doing for the last seven years. And it's it's been awesome. And the, and the best thing about it is, number one, I love my family. I'm proud of them. I want to help them however I can. And number two, it still allows me the flexibility that I could concentrate and focus on my girls if they need me. And mm -hmm. so that's been, the, that's been the bonus. And the girls' um, names are? So Gianna is 18. And, uh, and she's the one in college. And then my little one is Joelle. And she's 14. And she is a freshman in high school and she is 
home online school because of COVID. Uh -huh. So uh, she's home with us right now. And Gianna's school, luckily, she's at uh, Washington University in St. Louis. They have some on cl online classes, but uh, half of them are in-person classes. So yeah. we're fortunate. Yeah. By the way, um, you stole my favorite female name, Gianna. Uh -huh. I wanted a daughter, Gianna. I was uh -huh. always shut down. My last name's Sert. I'm Italian like you, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I got. Uh, I love the name. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just like I don't know. Just like it fits. It does. It does. <laughs> and, and she was named after a friend of ours. And then my the little one, Joelle. Every single person in my family is named Joe. Well, we didn't have a boy and we came up with all, do we do Josephine? Do we do, you know, we're coming up with these different names. And then I heard Joelle and I'm like, that's it. It's not Italian, but you know what? It fits her. And, uh, you know, she's a Joe. That's a beautiful <laughs> name. Joelle. Joelle. It's kind of like uh, French. French for uh, joie. Joy. Yeah. Joy. Joelle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she is a joy. <laughs> so. It, it, except when she's not. <laughs> yeah, and that happens too. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it's all part of the trip, right? It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's really that's basically it. I, you know, I um I feel fortunate like I said that I could be there for them and um and ironically it's funny I thought Gianna would go away to college and you know, bye-bye mom. Bye-bye mom and dad. We'll see you later. And uh, I didn't know if we were going to be getting a lot of calls. I really just didn't. And ironically enough, she has been calling us every night. She's having a blast. She's loving school. But I love you. I miss you. I appreciate you guys so much. And I think it's so good for kids to go away to really realize, you know, what's important and how much you do really love somebody and how much you miss them. And so, mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like, okay, you know, I've done my job because she's having fun. She, it's not like she wants to come home. She's she's having a good time. It's just she appreciates us a little bit more than now that she's away. Right. Yeah. I know. I know you said a lot about you know about the whole being wanting to be you know to raise them like that. So why is it so important to you? I mean, what's the real bottom line about it? Well, for me, I, I, both my parents were very hands on, especially my mother. My mother. I mean, my dad was working all the time. Um, but he always made time for us, and he always used to say it's it's about the quality time, not the quantity, because he worked basically every single day except for Sundays. So we didn't really see him too much. Um, but when I was older, he he came home Tuesday nights for dinner, so we got to see him on Tuesday nights and Sundays. And um, so I felt very fortunate. I mean, he spent so much time and quality time with us. But my mother was super hands-on. I mean, she was, she was not, at the, in those days, there were no tiger parents. Um, she wasn't like that at all. But she was very much involved with our lives. And she, you know, they, both of my parents would, would preach respect. Like, we don't ask you to be uh, an all-A student or the best tennis player or the best whatever. What we want you to be is respectful and care about other people. And, um, and that resonated with me. And so I, we teach my kid, you know, my husband and I are on the same page when it comes to this. It's like, 
we don't ask a whole heck of a lot out of you. We ask you to try your best, but the most important thing is that you treat people with respect. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I think it's hard. I really do think it's so hard. And I feel like, you know, with social media, I think it is so hard for these kids because they're trying to be, sometimes they're trying to be people that they're not. And there's so much, there's so much pressure around, you know, how many friends, right. I have, how many likes do I have? Who has a boyfriend? Who, uh, mm -hmm. you know, who got into what college? Um, you know, just, there's just so much, there's so much around all these kids and I just, I have to keep preaching, you know what, just stay on task, be a good person, be nice to people, um, treat people with respect, work hard. I mean, it's just basically the basics, gratitude, be very grateful for what you have. Those, and, core, those core, what do you call them? Uh, values, beliefs, whatever. Yeah. Core values. And <laughs> I think it's, I, they, they just need to hear it. I think they need to hear it because it's just so easy to fall through the cracks and it's so, it's so easy to you know, get yourself into a negative mindset and, um, and you just can't, I mean, you just have to wake up every day, be grateful for what you have. You have your health, you have your family that loves you. You've got so many great things and you just focus on that. Um, and somehow, some way you will, you know, turn your, your mind to think, you know, I could do this. This is, this mm -hmm. is, okay. but it's hard. I mean, having a lot of toys is one thing, but having the, uh, the basics are that I think like what I learned when I was growing up was that, you know, I, I could have the best bike in the neighborhood or a mo new motorcycle or a great car, but without having the values, I, I really didn't appreciate all those things that's the right. way that I, that I could. I and mean, that's, I mean, I had the kind of the same upbringing that, that you're doing. So, so to, to answer this question, I'm the kind of person that I like to think of myself as the kind of person that, So you mean turn that question over to what I'm saying? How would you, how would you answer the question? I like to think of myself as a person who. I think I'd like to think of myself as a person who is authentic and um, I mean su super real. I mean I don't want to be somebody else, and I also want to teach my kids that you know you need to be true to yourself. You have to be. You can't, you can't be something else. It's not a facade. People could read through that. And um, if you're, if you're not true to yourself and if you're not real, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough road. You know, it really is. I mean, you just really have to, to be honest you have to look at yourself in the mirror every day and say, this is who I am. This is what I believe in and just stay on, stay on track. I so agree. I mean, that is like the underlying <clears throat> theme of everything that I've been doing for the last 20 years, being true to yourself. And I mean, you can dig that down even deeper, which is like, if I know that I need to do my exercise, then I should stay true to that. I should do my exercise, right. you know, right. because then the reward that I get is that I feel proud of myself. I feel good. I can be authentic with people like that. that that's great. I mean, that is like, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> <laughs> the truth. I mean, you have to answer yourself at the end of the day. You have to look at the look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Did I do this? Do am I really this? You know, I I believe in a certain thing, and yes, you have to look in the mirror and you have to answer you. yourself. That's it. There you are. 
That's it. You got to look in the mirror. That's right. I tell people all the time, go stand in front of the mirror and have a talk because you need to have this conversation with yourself. That's just, I mean, when you lay your head on the pillow at the end of the day, I mean, the conversation is, well, I was a schmuck head today or I went for it. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. <laughs> going off the deep end and becoming an extremist. No, I just... You know, have a, have a balance there and, and, and continue making progress. And that's what that's such a great thing to teach kids, that they're in charge, they're in control. And, and I'm sure there have been many times, and you probably have hundreds of stories that they were like, you were like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Well, and there's so many things bombarding these kids. Think about it. I mean, yeah. things are coming at them in so many different ways, and it's like, no, if you, you know, and I do kind of teach them, if you truly believe in something, go against the grain. You don't have to follow the herd. It's easy to follow the herd. If you believe in a certain way and you feel strongly about it, you stay to the, stay to those convictions because that's important. That's what makes you, you, okay? You don't have to follow other people. Just because that person did that doesn't mean you have to do that. Mm -hmm. And they both feel, they both feel passionate about that. So I, 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 I really have preached that. And I, I do believe in my heart that they've, they've followed those uh, teachings. So what do you, what is your wish for them? Like, so I, I, what I learned was that my job is to, to raise my kids up to the point where they can take care of themselves. Right. So what is the wish for them in general that you, you want to, you want to see them after you sort of, I don't know. I was going to say take off the leash. That's a bad thing. Hard, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's so many things you could say. I mean, I really, it's, it's total independence. I mean, of course I want them to call me if they need advice and whatever, but uh, you know, I, I want them to be free thinkers. I want them to be independent. I want them to, you know, have a career where they absolutely wake up every day and they're passionate about it. You know, they, they, they both are, are very um, passionate kids. They both are. And when they put their head down and they're focused, they, they really, um, you know, they, they can achieve what they want to. And then that's what I've taught them. You could, anything you set your mind to, you just work hard, you can go after it. So I, I do, I, um, that's what I want for them is to be super happy, really. Cause when at the end of the day, you know, you can make a ton of money, but if you're not happy what you're doing, it, it's not worth it. And so you got to love what you do. And that, that's what I've told them, you know, just go for it. And mm -hmm. so, so th those are the things that, that I, and really, again, it's the respect thing and be respectful to others and be kind. And those, and it's very simple, really. It really is. <laughs> It really is. So you, I know you. Uh, just looking at your Facebook, you know, pictures and stuff. I know you. You and your husband and your family have traveled quite a bit. Tell yeah. us some of your favorite adventures. Well, it's interesting because I told you my older daughter is a golfer, and so for the last four years she's competed in tournaments, and so we really had to put our family vacations, um, a lot of them, kind of you know, went on the back burner. Um, so when they were younger, we had an opportunity to go to Italy. And so they had a chance to see that. Uh, but then once she's, once Gianna started playing golf, uh, you know, we, we couldn't really travel too much other than going to her tournaments. 
um, which was great. Loved every second of it. Um, we've taken a couple of trips to um, uh, Mexico and that was great. But I would say this was the summer because she was all committed to go to college and play golf. This was the summer we were supposed to go back to Europe. Um, mm. But, uh, but you know, hopefully, hopefully next summer, hopefully next summer we'll be able to go. But yeah, I'd have to say um, if I had to uh, pick one place where our family really um, love to go is Italy and mm -hmm. you know, we have relatives there and uh, a lot of friends and, and it's a beautiful place. So that Italy is by far our favorite place. Is it, is there a certain area? I mean, are like my family Sicilian and there's all these different, I mean, there are so many, well, my husband's family's from his mother from the North, his dad from Sicily, my family's from Southern Italy, but um, we have a, really close family friend that grew up around Venice. Um, and there's a little town outside of Venice and it's, um, it's uh, called Yezalo. Nobody's even heard about it, but the kids, we've taken the kids for two summers when they were younger. And it's just a very uh, family friendly place. Mm -hmm. And we go down the streets and the kids ride bikes and everybody eats gelato. And it's just, it's just a great place. So, so they have very fond memories because they went when they were smaller. Um, and, you know, we hope to get back there soon. So they've really never have seen Italy outside of Venice and Yezlo. So next time we go to Italy, we're going to explore the mm. entire country. It's beautiful. I've not, I mean, I, I've done quite a bit of traveling there. I've never had a bad meal. I even went to a, like a, a rest stop one time and they had these little sandwiches. You know how, you know, you go to a... Yeah. Paninis. Around here, you know, you go to these, yeah. some of these places, the sandwiches are like, you're afraid, like. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> gourmet. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm never leaving this country. <laughs> yeah, the food is the best. Best, best pizza in the world. It's just, it's just a great place. So, and it's fun because that's, that's our heritage. So, um, so it's, we hope to get there this, this coming summer. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Gotta take the, down the Corona virus walls or whatever you call yeah. it. Doors. Yeah. So, exactly. so have you taught the girls to cook? Are you, you know, talk, let's talk about that. I mean, are you guys, you know, cooks? Are you? I will tell you, my dad is one of the best Italian cooks I've ever had the pleasure to know. I mean, honestly, he learned later in life. So, um, he, his pasta, I mean, everything he makes is phenomenal. Um, so he's like the major cook in the family. My mom's very good too, but my dad picked it up later and he's taught the girls how to make, you know, certain foods. The, the only bad thing about having a great Italian cook in your family is when you go to an Italian restaurant and you expect the food to be like his and <laughs> it's just not. So we already know, like, don't order pasta. Don't, you know, <laughs> it's not as good. It's not, not as good as pop, Papa's. Um, so, but, um, but, you know, I like to cook certain things. Um, my husband's a great cook too. Uh, so my, my older daughter, she's, she's getting there. And then the little one slowly, but surely is, uh, is making her way. Um, but it's hard. I mean, when you have a family that, you know, they're great cooks. It's, uh, it's kind of filtered. Hard to competition filter. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> yeah. We still have, you know, and I think that it's a phase with the, with the, with the kids. I mean, you know, m when my kids were younger, they did, were not interested at all. It wasn't even, yeah. 
on their radar and and now right. they're they're on their own and they're yes. learning and they're exploring and so this yeah. I think it's all just comes with the you know comes with the your, phases yeah. of life it does it does yeah. yeah. So what what type what type of a teenager were you? Were you a uh, little kind of crazy girl, a quiet girl? Were you uh I was I was not a crazy girl. So I think I had mentioned to you, I um so like my daughter was a, a competitive golfer. I was a competitive tennis player. Okay. So I was I my my childhood almost was identical to hers in the fact that we traveled all over every summer and I competed in tournaments, which was great. And um, I loved it. I met so many great people. Um, I loved the sport and I loved competing. Um, and then what happened was my senior year, I was meeting with all these college coaches. And the original plan was I was going to play in college. And um, I remember sitting in one of the, the meetings one day and I left the meeting and I had a pit in my stomach and I told my parents, you know, I just don't. I don't want to play in college. And they're like, really? And I was like, no, I, I, I had a great time playing all my life. I started when I was seven, but I kind of want to go to college and I want to be able to have fun and get good grades and not really have all the pressure. Mm. And they were like, okay, good. You're done. <laughs> and they just gave me their blessing. They're like, well, the good news is it kept you out of trouble. You had a great time. You met people. And if you don't want that extra added pressure, by no means are we forcing you to do it. And so, mm -hmm. so that, so that's what happened when my daughter was the opposite. I was like, Hey, you don't have to play in college. And she was like, no, I want to play. I, I love it. And so, so that's how that happened. But, but uh, no, so I was not wild and crazy. I, I, I was pretty straight laced and I did what I was supposed to do. And I studied and I played tennis and Anyway, I had fun in college, and that was a good thing. So, That's great. <laughs> I was wild, but I I had fun in college, and and so so yeah, that uh, that's what happened. You didn't get caught. You didn't go to jail. That's good. No, no, I didn't go to jail. No, I did not do that. No. So your family yeah. business is, is cars. What was your first car? So ironically enough, okay, first of all, my dad was like, "You are not getting a car at 16 years old," and I was like wait, how am I going to get to all my, you know, my mother was driving me to all my tennis practices every day. And she was driving me all over the place. I mean, and uh, she was begging my dad. She's like, wait a minute, the kid gets good grades. She's a good kid. She's going to be able to drive herself to all her lessons and her tournaments. And my mother begged him, begged. And finally he gave in and he said, this is the deal. He said, I'm going to give you a car. He said, these are the parameters. Number one, you have to give me a monthly payment. I love your dad. <laughs> okay. And I was like, what? And he's like, it's not going to be big. I mean, it was something like $25, but still you're, you know, you're in high school and you have to make money. $25 is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So number one, you have to make a monthly payment. Number two, you have to get the oil change every 3000 miles. Number three, the car has to be spotless because my name, my name is on the back of the car. And he said, if your car is dirty, that's, you know, horrible representation. That's your, that was your first advertising thing, marketing. Yeah, it was, that was. And then number four, I had to drive my brother around and he's two years younger than I am. So those were the four parameters. Um, I did, and you know, he stuck to it. I, I, and he said, number five, this is another thing he told me I had to do. I had to get a stick shift because he said that if I got into a situation and I needed to help people, 
and there was a stick shift car. Um, he wanted be, me to be able to, to be able to get out of the situation. And so I was like, stick shift, really? And he's like, yeah, you have to. He's like, you're not getting an automatic car. So yeah, so I had a, um, it was a Pontiac Grand Prix. No, wait, it was not a Grand Prix. It was a Sunbird. It was a Pontiac Sunbird. Sunbird. Oh my yeah. gosh. So he was not, he was not, not going to give me a BMW. That's for sure. And I, in fact, I didn't even get a BMW until I was in my thirties, but I had a Pontiac and it was a great car. I loved it. Uh, he collected my payments every month and he did take away my car when it was dirty. I will tell you the minute it like it started to get dirty, the car like for a week it was gone. And so uh, you're grounded from your car because I was grounded. My brother would freak out. My brother would be out there washing the car. Dad's coming home. Your car's dirty. So anyway, um, but but the thing is, after I graduated college, the funny part is he he gave me the money back and he said it wasn't about the money. He said uh, it was about responsibility. And I'm proud of you because you you paid me every month and you learned what it was like to save and, you know, pay your bills. And so right. it was a great lesson. It really was. And yes. uh, I mean, as you, you're, you're like telling me, I'm, I'm listening. Where did you get all these morals for your daughters? Well, hello. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were strict. I mean, we we had to follow the rules. I mean, he absolutely both of my parents said, if you're not playing tennis, you need to get a job. And like. Two days after I graduated college, my dad was like, all right, when, when are you working? And I'm like, I just graduated. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> you need a job like now. Mm -hmm. And I remember going out and um, uh, getting two jobs right away because it was 1990. It was 1991. And, you know, people were not buying cars. So the car business was it was not doing well at all. And it's so a roller coaster, you know, I mean, it's it a roller coaster. And so I remember just, yeah, I had to get two jobs and I did. Yeah. Is that a sunbird? I don't know what year it was, but that, I just looked up uh, Pontiac Sunbird. I, yeah, I totally Pontiac, it, was, it, was black. it was a black car. And, um, well, let's see, I got my license. I, I want to say 85 or 86, uh, 85. Yeah. So it was, it was like an 85 Sunbird. Okay, so 1985 mm -hmm. Sunbird mm -hmm. in black and see what happens. Yeah. You have you have your own photos of it? You know, I, I have to go back and look at my my old photos. Well, I, a, I guess there's a convertible, but. Yeah, mine was, that's what it looked like, but it wasn't a convertible. But that's, okay. that's, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, Funny. It was a great 1985. car. 1985. Manual. My, yeah. Mine was a, <laughs> my first car was a 1966 Ford Mustang three speed. Wow. wow. <laughs> Red. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I loved stick shifts. I mean, I, I had a stick. Then I just continued to, to uh, drive stick shifts for up until I had kids, I was like, forget it. I mean, now that I have kids, I'm going to have an automatic car. But I, I love driving stick for a long time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, if you had a, if you had a, a, an airline ticket, if you actually could take a, a, you know, a trip, you'd go to Italy, right? Yes. That's where I would go. Love it. Absolutely Amazing. love it. Yeah. It's a great place. Well, where do you see yourself in a, in a couple of years? Where do you, you know, I mean, the kids are grown and let's say late, you know, they're, they're, they're on their own. They're doing their thing. The, the nest is empty. 
what do you see yourself doing? You know, I think, um, honestly, I feel um, that I'm going to be coming back to Chicago a little bit more often. Uh, my parents are getting older. Uh, my brother lives in Michigan and, um, and uh, we will never move. We love the Bay Area. My husband is a commercial real estate broker in the Bay Area, so we can't move. Um, but do I see myself coming back to Chicago a lot more? Yes, I do. I do because my parents are older and I, and, and I want to help out and I want to be there and, um, and spend more time with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so briefly, I mean, you're, so your, your parents are obviously with, with the, you're in Chicago. I mean, you're in, you're in, in, in uh, California, they're in Chicago, but now that we have, you know, the ability to, to go live and see each other and you know, all that, are they, are you guys on the thing all the time? Say hi, Grandma. Well, <laughs> yeah, I would say, especially when COVID first started, we were we were doing more of that stuff. Um, but yeah, when we were lucky that we could do that, I would say I pretty much talk to my mother every day, once a day, and I'm in communication with my dad. If it's not on the phone, like just texting back and forth every day. So yeah. I'm I'm in communication. We are all so super close. And we did have an opportunity when we dropped off my daughter um, three weeks ago uh, in St. Louis, we had an opportunity to see my parents and I had not seen them for six months. So really, really hard. But uh, we did have a chance and then I did get to spend 10 days with them. So that was great. Um, and uh, yeah, I miss them. It's hard. And they, they're used to coming out here to visit. They love California and the, obviously mm -hmm. the weather is so great. But they haven't been traveling, and I wouldn't advise them to travel. And so, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's been the hard part. But you're right with technology; we get to, you know, it's almost like almost like being in person. It's yeah. I mean, it is. It's really great. You know, every so often, my granddaughter will just you know ring, ring, and it's like she's like grandpa, and you know, she just goes into her thing, right? So it's it's yeah. cool. I like that. It is I like fair. that they can pick up their, you know, their little own phone and they can do it. She's got a Kindle, so she can do that. She doesn't have her own phone yet, but it's just nice. And I think that if you can regulate that and keep that all in balance for, for kids, it all works out. It does. It really does. It's nice. It's nice. I'll tell you, I didn't, I did not appreciate FaceTime, but now that my daughter's in college and I get to see her face and how happy she is. And it's like, Okay, I could be away from her because I'm I'm actually, you know, I, I'm seeing her. I, I know You're she's happy. Mommy, yeah. are you? It's a really what'd you say? Are you a protective mommy? No, well, I mean, honestly, with COVID, between COVID right. and, and all the craziness that's going on in the world, and I mean St. Louis right now, I mean, you know, just I, I'm just like be careful, <laughs> you know, wear your mask and socially distance and you know, stay out of trouble. I don't want you roaming around the streets and, you know, and so, yeah, I, I it's, it's a scary thing, you know, yeah. it is it's scary, but, uh, she seems to be fine. So. And they're good. You've had, you've taught them good morals. I mean that you have. Well, so. I, I, I'm trying to make wise choices. That's all I kept saying. Like when I dropped her off, I'm like, just make wise choices. And, you know, yeah. So, so if you okay, let's just pretend that you have we're you know, we're doing this live thing right now, and like every person on the planet 
is listening. We have, uh, you know, I don't even remember how many people on the planet, but everybody's watching us right now. So what would you like to tell humanity? What would be your, why, your words of wisdom to the universe? Yeah, I mean, I think the, what'd you say? The big question, I know. Hey, that is a big question, my God. Um, well, I mean, I, it's kind of the big message again is kind of what I've been preaching to my kids, really. Treat others how you'd like to be treated. Be respectful, be kind. Um, you know, you are blessed. So if you if you have gifts, give back, give back to the community. Um, that's a big part of my life. And be appreciative, be grateful. I mean, those are those are kind of that that's my mantra. I mean, I just I have to live by those words, and uh, it's what I believe in, and I that's what I teach my kids, and that's what that's what I would tell the universe. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. That's great. I mean, I always tell people, keep this connected to this, yeah. and it's going to be fine. It will. It will. I mean, it, it could be daunting. Every day could be daunting. But yes, keep your heart and your head together, and you'll be good. Make those wise choices and all that. Yeah. You're awesome. Well, you're awesome. <laughs> I could just sit here and listen to you all day, like watching a movie. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Well, thanks for asking me to be your interviewee. I appreciate it. Well, I mean, I think you should come back and give us some updates, you know, and and I was thinking, well, maybe some parental advice would be good, like do's <laughs> and don'ts or something like that. Maybe you can come back and talk about that. Well, I mean, I'm not the expert. I'm just, believe me, there's been a lot of trial and error, and I'm not saying my kids are perfect because they are nowhere near perfect. I'm nowhere near perfect. Nobody is, but I'm trying. And I, that's all you could do, right? Is give it your best shot. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's it. I, you know, I see people all the time. I mean, we all know this. And I'm, I'm just, I'm talking in general. Like some parents want to micromanage every little thing about their kids. And, you know, I, I think that, I mean, my experience was that my parents didn't micromanage me and they were just like, go out of the house. And then they were like, listen, if you get in trouble, that's your problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I was to make smart choices. I was I was raised. I mean, my parents. I don't even think they even looked at my homework once. They never asked me about my grades. They never looked at my homework. They knew I was a good kid. They never micromanaged me. In fact, when I was looking at colleges, they both never went to college. They never had the. They didn't have the money. They couldn't go to college. I was the first one to go, and it was just the funniest thing because when I was looking for colleges, they never went with me. I always went with friends to check it out. And I remember coming back telling my parents, okay, I decided where I'm going now. And they're like, oh, where? And I, I said, oh, I picked the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Like, oh, that sounds nice. Okay, good. And then we jumped in the car and we drove to Madison. My dad's like looking at the campus. He's like, wow, you made a great decision. He knew nothing about the school, <laughs> nothing about the academics, but the campus was beautiful. And he's like, this is great. You're going to love it. And that was the end. Yeah. I mean, they were just so not like, you know, tiger parents at all, which I appreciated. And, and I, I try not to be like that with my kids. I just kind of let them do their own thing. It's not easy. Um, but uh, if they fail, you know what, they fall on the floor, they have to pick themselves up and they have to just keep, keep fighting. Mm -hmm. I can't be there to pick them up every time. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah.
I, th- I really think that you're on track because I mean the, the the moral things, those those standards, whatever you want to call them, right? They they really do get instilled, and and I think it made me think, and I think that I've done the same thing with my kids because they are very independent. Yeah. So it's just something that we know. I think naturally we know. So congratulations for doing that, and yeah, keep going. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 44, I told you it was going to go by quick. 40, 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that <was> right. <laughs> okay. I'll post this. It'll, it'll post as soon as we hang up. And then um, what I'll also do, I will. I have to download it and then re-upload it into an audio. So the folks that want to watch this or let I me mean, hear it, they okay. can drive and still listen without having to watch on Facebook. Okay. So, and then feel free if you want to edit whatever you need to do. I don't take offense to anything. I don't edit nothing. It's okay. all real. Well, it's all real. well that's, you. that's part of our mantra, right? It's got to be real. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So, Thank you, Trish, so much. Thank well, you all thanks, for watching. Dominic. I will keep you posted about, but I'm thinking if we do, you know, the launch probably should be closer to maybe April, May ish. So then we can make the big announcement. I'm in. All right. I'd love to do that. Okay. 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 Take you take care. Talk to you all soon. Right. Thank <sighs> you.